You are listening to Becoming BioQuantum with DMT and your hosts, Jules and Leanne. Hi, everyone. This is Leanne with the um, Biohacking BioQuantum Summit, and I have the privilege and honor to get to know Jordan Fa- sorry, Fallon Jordan. Sorry, reverse the inside out. <laughs> I would say as long as you're not a cough, like we're good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, she her her list of modalities and specializations and titles goes on and on, but she is known as the home alchemist. And I would love it, Fallon, if you could just Maybe give a brief description of what it is you do and what, um, how you came about um, earning that beautiful title of a name. Thank you. It was definitely a channeled message about a year ago. I got the download for my business to be decluttered mind and home about two and a half years ago. And the more that I'm just living in my alignment and truth, the more these beautiful things keep shifting. And every time someone talks about the home alchemist, I just feel like warm and fuzzy inside, right? Because your home to me really is the place where you feel safety. I mean, it's our root chakra, like basic human need, but it's so much more than that. I mean, it's the place where we can experience life to the fullest, the highest and the best and our most authentic truth. And in order to do that, there's a lot of things that we have to do to help our mind, body, spirit to really reflect on what we want. And then the tools and strategies to actually make that happen. So that when you walk into your home, you're like, this is where I live. Like, this is Leanne's home. Like, this is Fallon's home. Like, it it reflects who we are. And if you have a family, it reflects your family and how much time you spend with each other. Most of the people I work with are just trying to get their kids off screens. And that's like where we start. And then just all these other beautiful transformations take place and really just helping people connect with each other on a more intimate level and really understanding that our relationship to ourself, our relationship to source and the relationships that we choose to have in our humanness are really the greatest gift and our biggest place to learn. And why not make that the best thing that it possibly can be with our environment? I love that you said that, and it is a reflection and, and unfortunately, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, compare it. I'm a mom of, of two young girls. So I'm going to compare it to in, in all relationships. It's interesting because the people that we know who love us the most, we tend to dump on them and hook into them and, and take them for granted. And I'm afraid that we tend to, that also tends to spill into our home life a lot um, because we think nobody's looking, but we don't really realize how that really is impacting our lives and how we really can transform that. And once we 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 fix that root problem. I don't want to say the word fix because there's nothing to fix. Everything's perfect and right. It's just information that's being given back to us. But but it's an opportunity to shift our whole world, our whole vibrational pattern, and open up to so much yumminess that's right there waiting for us. Exactly. Yeah, that is so well said. Yeah, it's just about transmuting and alchemizing because. You know, you could walk home one day and not be like something feels off and like you don't know why. And then you find out it's because, you know, this happened to me recently, like someone in my neighborhood passed away 
and they were lost and they decided to come to my house because they saw a light and they thought this is where they're supposed to go. So I had nothing to do with my relationships being out of whack. It's just like the actual property of where I live was being compromised by someone who was lost and confused. So that's why the spiritual aspect is so important as well as like the tactical strategies for improving communication and really understanding yourself and others and human design and gene keys. And then the brain and neuroscience protocols that I use are kind of where I start when I'm working with families. I love that. And what maybe guide us through a process when working with within a family so that we can get a little taste of what it is that you do. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I always tell people there's no secrets. Like I will tell you everything because I want you to do it. Mm -hmm. And so this, the first step is definitely like the human design, the gene keys, and then a brain health assessment. And then depending on where everybody's at in their health journey, I may bring in a Chinese medicine doctor or a functional medicine doctor to help with labs. You know, there's a lot of biological things that can be going on in our brain and body that are completely outside of our control, such as like mercury and lead toxicity or mold illness. And like, we have to address that for sure. And then we can move on to addressing what I call the subconscious walkthrough. And it's a really fun way to kind of trick your brain into not overthinking, like, what do I think about this item in my home? Do I like it? Do I love it? Do I not? Like the cycle that people get stuck in. And so what you do is you, and I definitely encourage the moms and the wives to do this since their energy really can dictate a lot of what's going on in the home. And you pretend like you're getting up in the morning with a little journal, paper and a pen, and you just wake up, open your eyes, and then immediately close them, open them again, and then write down the three things that pop into your mind. And you do that slowly throughout your house. So it takes a very long time. And I always tell people, don't walk through your house with your eyes closed. Take a couple steps, then close your eyes, then reopen them. And then write down just the first three things that pop into your head. And then that's what that's the work. That's the decluttering work that the HDTV shows are not telling you about. Because you're deciding it for yourself. You might not know until you go back and look through this journal, which I recommend doing a few days later because it is a very emotional cognitive process, you'll pick up on similar words. And then we go back through the exact, you know, track that you took through your house. And we find those items that made you feel these certain ways. And we shift it, we either get rid of it, we put it in a different spot, I always say, your most favorite thing in the whole world, like your favorite picture, your favorite vase, whatever, it should be what you see the most as you're walking through your normal life in your home, which let's be honest, a lot of us are in and out of the house very quickly or in and out of our office really quickly. And so that's, that's the big stuff. And then you get to start reinventing yourself. You know, what are the things that I really want for my family? And I love using Brene Brown's values and everyone just goes through that and decides like, what are the most important things for me to hold in my life? in my business, but like, especially my home. And for me, joy and playing curiosity and creativity are like very important. So like I have my sparkly trees. I have a lot of bright flowers in my home. I have mixes of different colors. I have my fairies and my gnomes everywhere. Cause to me that feels joyful, magical, playful, and curious and creative. And every family is different. And, you know, I do interior designing from the standpoint of just like helping people walk through what they really want. I'm sure as a coach, you know, when it's like, what do you really want out of your life? People like get stuck. 
And they're like, I can have whatever I want. And it's like, yeah, you can have anything <laughs> you want. Just write it down. Tell me. And people still get stuck because we're so programmed that like, well, I can't have four houses. That's crazy. I can have three houses or I can have two cars, but I can't have three cars. And it's like, no. And when you think about your home, you want it to reflect your essence. And sometimes that is stuff that you don't see in a magazine or you're like, my friends will think it's weird if I have a bright orange sparkly couch or whatever it is that you and your family really want. And then when everyone in the family is involved, that's what, when the real magic happens too, because especially children, right? Especially the spear babies that are coming in and have been, I think have been on the planet for, you know, definitely 20 years, but definitely 10 years. They're so sensitive to sound and touch and they just experience things very deeply and wonderfully. And there's so much shit that is made with polyester and all this other crap. And it's messing with our heads. It's messing with our energy. And the kids are very sensitive to that. So that's where, you know, understanding the ecological impact and the energy of the things that you're having in your home and putting that all together and letting the kids be a part of that conversation and not just leaving the designing up to one person in the family or a professional designer who does everything for you. Like, this is fun. Like we get to design our house as a family. That's why I say I'm a home and life designer because we get to do this together. And we get to do this understanding ourselves deeper because we did all these amazing assessments. We know how to communicate with each other. Like this child needs a lot of yes, no. This child really needs a lot of open-ended questions. Like all of those things come together. And that's why I say it's home alchemy because just this magic and this transmission of energy happens. And it's all just from really thinking about what do I really want? What really brings me joy? And what makes me feel heard, loved, and supported by the universe and by the people in my life? I love that. And I love that you're also holding an intention mm -hmm. as you're going through this journey that is reflecting these value systems because Dr. Emoto, or um, I hope I pronounce him correctly, Mazuru Emoto, the yeah. Japanese scientist with the water experiment, because everything is consciousness. And, and when you bring that into your space, all those materials that are around you in your home are absorbing that and are holding that energy. So I love that you're doing that and, and you're bringing that conscious awareness into it and, and um, that energy energy. Um, something that came through, um, it was interesting as you were speaking, I was all of a sudden I was drawn to, um, I'm not sure, sure if you're familiar with Enola Holmes. She's like the little sister of Sherlock Holmes. There's a movie it was, oh that was my done. God, I love that movie. I know. I love that movie too. It's like, what <laughs> And the second one is just as good as the first one. Oh my god! So I, 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 I'm all, I'm all for that movie. So when you were speaking, I, I, I've got a visual of Enola and and um, these young, um, energetic kids that are going into their home, and even the parents, whoever is consciously aware, and seeing this as also. Um, there's all kinds of clues within your home when things are out of place or, and how it's giving you information and it's allowing you to prepare for maybe something that's not so good or we, the energy's high and it, it, it's just starting to really connect energetic. Yeah, I love that. Okay, we must have spiked some sort of energy. I know. So you were talking, the last word you said was energetically and you're talking about her walking through the house. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's so much fun. We're going to, we're, we're going to cut that, but that was just yeah. beautiful and priceless. I love, yeah. I love how these things unfold. And it was um, stuck for a while. I was like, okay, spirit, we hear I you. Know. 
We hear you. Thank you. Love you. <laughs> okay. Well, let's get back on track. That was wild. That's just evidence that there, there is something there. There is a disconnect between our, our physical environment and our home environment. And we are part of everything and everything is a part of us. And as we start to see it as such and, and start to see this as a game and a journey becomes so much more fun. Did you want to add anything to that Enola Holmes um, visual that came through? Totally. So, I mean, this is when I was like, this is my gift, right? Like, cause I always did that. I always picked up on stuff. And like, now it's a joke when I have like a new friend and they meet me like hearing these conversations on my podcast or whatever. They know they're like, oh shit, like balance time to come to my house. She's gonna like look at all my stuff and like know all these things about me. And I'm like, yeah, but like how cool is that? Because again, like we our home is our sacred space. And you know, there's definitely countries in the world that still act this way, but we've kind of lost it where we treat it as such. You know, we don't just like open the door to every willy-nilly person who comes in. Like we have actual boundaries, like we have family dinner, we don't have cell phones, like do not call us, do not show up asking us to do things like we are having family time and our home is very personal and loving while at the same time you know there's people who are like I really need a lot of stuff and I feel totally okay just having like a minimalistic lifestyle it's totally whatever is the best fit for you but when you're tuned in you start to pick up on new things like I'll get these urges and I'll be like I need to move a couple things like I need to move a couple of my crystals to this place, or I need to move one of my fairies to this place. And you just are much more present of, oh, wow, like that feels really good. It felt good the way it was before, but because I'm growing and evolving as a person, like my place is growing and evolving with me as well. And if something needs to be released, it's released. Something needs to be replaced, it's replaced, but it's all coming back to like where I'm at right now, like what my intention is for my life right now. And making sure that my home reflects that, but also looks lived in. That's the thing too, is when you have children and you're having this, whether your children, or your grandchildren that come up to visit, like I always tell people, like, obviously it needs to be decent enough where people aren't going to trip and fall on toys. But like the whole point is to feel lived in. Like these kids are, we're meant to be creative. We're meant to be playful. We're meant to have all these fun, interactive things to do. And out of sight, out of mind, you forget about it. I mean, I had a client who had all of her board games and puzzles and colors and paints and stuff in a giant tote in her closet that she could not reach without a ladder. And I'm like, do you like to do these things? And she's like, oh yeah. She's like, I love doing all of these things. And I just haven't had anybody to do it with, or I forget. And I'm like, well, let's put this in a place that makes more sense. Like in your kitchen, in the cupboard you open all the time so that you're remembering because every time you are being creative, this is my experience, is I come back to myself when I do something creative, whether it's painting, whether it's creating an offer, like whatever, whether it's creating an experience like this, like whatever I'm creating really brings me home to myself. I love that. And I love that you question, is this something you want? It's like having a physical intention and you're creating a frequency pattern for your future outcome just by placing those items in a specific place in your home. So it's that, that's, that's the magic that that's the manifesting. And, and I love that you said it's all relative to the person because I, I'll admit I'm like the the full house or fuller house home or like doors always open. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And again, like 
there's the energy and the type of people who are at that level where like, that's, that's exactly what you're meant to do. I mean, that's what I want for my life too. Like I want to have a large home that has like a retreat vibe and like people come and go as they want in certain areas. Cause that's what speaks to my soul. Right. Love yeah. that. I love that. And so as you mentioned earlier about evolving and moving items, and it's important for the home to shift and reflect the evolution of your, of your personal um, space, your personal energy, where do you see this all going? So I, in my big vision of what this looks like in new earth, there are less screens in the home, there are less walls. There's more windows. There are more big doors that open up so that you are actually like half inside, half outside. I see people, you know, having sustainable farming, like having their own gardens, having their own animals, having their own reverse osmosis or whatever the fancy rainwater contraption is that you can get. Like you're much more self-reliant on things that you have control over with your health like EMF and the quality of your water and getting enough sunshine and being off screens. Like those to me are like the biggest, most important things. And then for me and a lot of people, I think in our community, we're all animal obsessed and they're obsessed with us. And I definitely see people having more animals. And a lot of people I talk to, that's like one of their motivations for having more space is privacy, more time in nature and being able to be around more animals and care for them. Well, I love that vision and I'm going to hold us all in that vision because you just painted something that is just truly beautiful. And um, as a, an energetic being, uh, as are you also just holding that high, high vibration. I just wanted to reflect back about the screens. Um, I personally feel, especially these younger kids, this younger generation, when we hold, get them to a place where they're holding a high enough frequency, I, it's almost like they don't really even want to go there anymore. Yeah. Would, would, would you say that's the case? Yeah. And I feel like it's this, something shifts, yeah. connects, they plug out of the program. So that's literally what I see is a plug out of the program, a plug out of all this stuff. I'm like, Oh, this is stupid. Like, I don't need to be doing this. I can be outside playing, rolling around the grass and hanging out with horses all day. I think with some of us who have been in the program for a very long time, it's going to be a little bit more gradual. Like right now, there's a lot of people who are like, no, no screens the first two hours waking up, meditation, sunshine. And I'm like, that's amazing. Keep that up. But at some point, we're slowly going to get to the point where it's not normal. And part of my vision too is we actually celebrate when we get to watch things. It's not this addiction. It's like once a week in our neighborhood, we all lay outside on this big white screen and we watch a funny movie together mm. like that. And we look forward to that every week, but that's not the norm now where it's like, watch a couple hours of this here, a couple hours of that there. And it's like half your day has been watching screens and you didn't even realize it. Exactly, exactly. And I'll admit it, I struggle a little bit with especially my eldest daughter. So what would be some advice that you would give to someone like myself? I'm sure there's a lot of parents that could relate to this. For sure. So morning sunshine, very, very important. Okay. And morning play. I have a mini trampoline in my apartment. And when I have a home, I will have a normal size trampoline outside. It's the best thing for anyone with a very active mind. It helps with your 
you know, your muscles, your coordination, but also balances your dopamine, serotonin, and oxytocin. Mm. And they've actually done studies that, you know, I think it's about 10 minutes of jumping in a trampoline, which is a long time. I don't, I usually (laughs) three or four minutes, but like for kids, right? Like it's impossible not to start feeling happy and actually giggle and laugh. And the reason why the old saying is laughter is the best medicine is because that's the best thing for your immune system. Currently, the average child laughs 300 times a day and the average adult laughs less than three times a day. So when you're thinking of like the creativity, the play, like how does this all come together? Like that's the statistic that tends to hit. And I could see that it hit you in that way. Yeah. And also, so no screens in the morning and then no screens after dinner. And if there is anything that has to absolutely be done, having wear blue blocker glasses. But the morning sunshine is going to help with the circadian rhythm. It's going to help the anticipation of the blue light not being this thing that they look forward to. Because right now it's like, oh, I can't wait till my screen time. So they're like obsessing about the blue light is what they're really obsessing about. Having the morning sunshine really lessens that and eventually will eliminate that kind of craving for the blue light. The reason it's addictive is because it goes directly to the hippocampus and they had studies come out saying that if you use screen specifically between 11 p.m. and 5 a.m., it instantly starts killing cells in your hippocampus. And that's wow. specifically, this is what's very interesting because, you know, depression, anxiety, those are very like generalized terms, especially for people who have suffered with it. It specifically sets you up for the emotion of disappointment for the next day, specifically. Okay. Did everybody hear that after 11 p.m.? I learned this from Huberman Labs. He's the one that did the study on it. It'll rock your socks off because that's only 11 to 5. And it's like, there's no reason for anyone to be on a screen right. between 11 and 5. But just to get your mind understanding that it literally starts to kill your brain cells. Wow. Now that, now, can you repeat that, those glasses again? Because it's the first time I actually hear of them. And I'm sure there's other parents out there um, that would want to, for you to repeat that. So can you repeat that? Blue blocker. So B-L-U blockers. And it's so funny because I've actually had a very beautiful transformation the last couple of days. And I decided that not right now, obviously I forgot, but going forward, I'm going to start wearing my blue blockers all the time. And if people were like, because most people used to see me on camera, not with them. And I look like a very different person, but I'm like, I'm starting to feel drained by like being on the screen so much. And I love my work. I love being on my computer, but it's important. And the cool thing is that these, they have the goofy looking ones, which I mean, be yourself, right? Like if you want the goofy ones, I got some really hot ones from anthropology that I think are super cool. So <laughs> And like, I've always wanted to wear glasses. So this was also like the universe being like, you said you always wanted to wear glasses and like, you're working on your health. Like, here you go. Um, but yeah, you can just buy them on Amazon. Love it. And then one other thing is, um, if you Google sleep ready light bulbs, they omit an amber glow. And if you convert at least your bedroom and your living room to them, drastically help and change the effects of blue light and stress because they help calm your brain naturally down being like, oh, it's time to start getting ready for bed because it's what happens when the sun's setting. That is a game changer. I have pretty much those lights everywhere except in my kitchen and those are still like warm. So they're not that bright but natural light all the way. And then the amber glow. 
Now, those were some amazing tips. I'm totally going to adopt that into my home. And I'm sure there's a lot of other families that are going to do the same. Thank you so much. You said you had no tricks and tips, but you clearly do. (laughs) (laughs) It's so hard because, you know, there's all these things like tips, tricks, strategies, whatever. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like I always kind of forget. I love that. They become your new normal. I love that. Yeah, it's true. It's true. But this is beautiful because you opened a doorway for so many to explore and so that we can hold this higher vibration and live healthier, cleaner, happier lifestyles and bring that into our home. So with that, Fallon is is offering a free gift. You want to tell us a little bit about your free gift? Yes. Oh, you're, so- you're okay. I thought we were freezing again. Sorry. For a second. There's some big stuff happening here, guys. Like celebrate it. I'm loving it. So I have a, I think it's like two and a half hours or something. It's pretty long. It's my entire process of what I go through with my clients. So whether it's a family or an individual, it's my B alchemic process. And so the B is for brain health. I was working in brain health, mental health for 10 years, like nerded out on all of that stuff. So I share a lot of insights there. And then we go into your environmental health. We go into the different assessments. Like I kind of shared about human design gene keys. And then the L is for love yourself. You have to put your oxygen mask on first. My podcast is all about self-love and boundaries. Like I talk about it all the time, give some communication information. And then the home, imp- the home improvement. So like paying attention to the wall colors, like when you do that subconscious walkthrough, which is in the presentation, paying attention to certain things that you actually need to change. Like we need to change this paint. We need to kind of open up some more space here. And then there's some tools related to empathy and um, human home improvement, specifically from an interior design layout perspective. And if you ever need tips on that, one of my best friends is a builder. She's here in Atlanta with me, but she can share some insights. If you're like, we kind of want to do like a makeover and like, we don't really have a designer that we trust. Let me know. She's like the best and is on the vision of the new earth. Like the way that we're building the houses with like less windows, more doors, things opening up. I even have a vision for myself of having a king and queen suite. So then we can be on our own energy a little bit more at night when we're sleeping. And then there's some more information about intimacy tips and different types of connection. And that goes into male versus female types of connection. And then how that can kind of tie into, you know, like I say, like the overarching, like generalized one is the five love languages. I don't really resonate with that as much. I feel like that's still not getting to the root of like why you're struggling with receiving or why you're struggling with physical touch. Like, I feel like those are other like trauma responses that can be addressed. So I do a deeper dive into the different types of connection and how to improve connection through your home. And that's all in my Be Alchemic presentation. And then you'll also have the PDF. And anytime you have questions, I am totally here for it at all times. Well, that sounds extremely generous. (laughs) There's so so much information there, um, so much to draw from. Take advantage, people, because 
this will literally change your world. So uh, do it and then um, follow your podcast is Get Validated. I love that name and that title's amazing. I'm totally gonna start following you and listen in because it is raw um, conversations with leaders and uh, entrepreneurs and spiritual leaders and um it's so great to be in your energy and to get to know you. And I want to thank you for your time and being part of this summit with us. Thank you. It was such an honor. And I'm so, so excited. All right, everybody. Take care. Bye. Thank you for listening. We want to invite you to explore more ways to activate DMT at becomingbioquantum.com.